With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back with you guys for another episode of our Transfer Insight series. Our show in which I'm joined by a guest to talk about a player that's been linked to Arsenal and get the inside scoop in who they are and what Arsenal fans could expect from them if ever the deal was to take place. Today we are talking about RB Leipzig's utility man stroke fantastically imp- imperious starter. That's a good word to use, I suppose. He's, quite, he's getting to that stage where we're going to hopefully see a lot more of him playing week in, week out. He's doing exceptionally well for the US men's national team too. And to do so, I'm joined by Manuel Vais. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. How about you, Tom? All good? Very good, mate. Very good. Now, for those that don't know who you are, just give yourself a brief background because I find myself just patronising people at this stage when I introduce them. <laughs> yeah, I work for Transfermarkt. Um, I run the North America operation, so I'm the area manager for Transfermarkt uh, in North America. And so, yeah, um, follow follow Major League Soccer closely, follow the Canadian Premier League, USL, but also all the North Americans abroad, and obviously Tyler Adams is one of them. And um, I am German-Canadian. I I used to split my time between Germany and Canada. Um, Of course, that's coming back now, thankfully. So I'm often there, over there quite a bit, Um, watch the Bundesliga a ton. Uh, cover the Bundesliga uh, full-time as well for Forbes um, as a sidekick. And mm. yeah, so I think... Busy, the, busy. Busy, <laughs> very busy. And I think it's it's all fitting for this this next topic, isn't it? Mm, exactly. And that's why I couldn't think of anyone better to, to get on to talk about uh, Mr. Adams because he is someone that I think for... We obviously were linked back with him in the summer and there were some rumours. The Athletic, I think, was previously that brought that up that Arsenal were considering a move for for Adams. And we spoke with you, I've spoken with you previously about him. But for those that aren't aware about him and are just for the first time hearing his name, who is he as a, as a footballer? Oh, he's he's actually one of my favourite players, Tyler. Uh, Tyler Adams is one of those guys. Uh, I got to see him the first time, um, I think it was 2017, in the CONCACAF Champions League when he still played for New York Red Bulls. And um, someone, you know, already stood out quite a bit back then. Mm. He was very young and he played against uh, another player that a lot of people now know, Alfonso Davies, who played for the Vancouver Whitecaps at the time. Mm. And um, I was very lucky to see them both at the same time uh, play against each other. And he really stood out that day already. And being in that Red Bull cosmos, of course, I wasn't the only one that noticed. Um, RB Leipzig very quickly identified him as well, right? And as soon as he was 18, he was brought over there. And um, yeah, he's he's one of those very dynamic ball carriers in midfield, can play various positions. I mean, he's he's also been tested and successfully tested as a right back. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's just a very smart player. I think actually there's always all this attention in the US about uh, Christian Pulisic, uh, Gio Reyna is another one that they pay mm. a lot of attention to. But I actually think he's their best player. Um, really? Not, wow. Not because 
of assists and goals, and those are of course important, but because of what he does in midfield for them, right? And mm. how important he is in that midfield and how he strings it all together. And um, he's a very intelligent player. Of course, when he came over to Germany, the, the one thing that he struggled with quite a bit was injuries and fitness, but that's understandable. You come from MLS, you make that transition right away. And he, he played right away in the Bundesliga and he played well in the Bundesliga. You know, he didn't miss a beat, but I think his body just wasn't quite ready for yet for that yet. And he stabilized that as well over the last few, well, I guess it's been almost two years now, right? Mm. And um, yeah, he's just a fantastic player. And I, I was lucky enough to have interviewed him now, I think two or three times. And um, he's also just a really, really good person, um, which is also, I, I think, actually is a very important attribute as well. He's, uh, from seeing some old tweets of his, he's a little bit of a fan of the Gunners as well, I believe, seeing some old tweets uh, asking them to sign someone in the past and how irony changes now and wishing, obviously, Arsenal to sign uh, him as a player. Positionally, he obviously can play in multiple areas of the field and RB Leipzig certainly use him uh, in that sense. Where do you feel like he's best, but also, obviously, where can he do a really good job? Yeah, I do think central midfield, you know, and maybe even as a number six, but... It's a number eight for me where where he is where his his strengths are the you know the best shown and um and it is also and that's it's worth to note that uh, Leipzig have really turned things around after a difficult start under uh, Jesse Marsh, right? The American head coach that they brought in last summer to replace Julian Nagelsmann. Mm-hmm. And it has been a very bumpy start for them. And one of the things to turn things around, and they beat Borussia Dortmund last weekend. In, in what was a very convincing victory, and uh, one of the things that Marsh has done is to put put Adams back into that central midfield role and sort of give him reign over the midfield. And you could just tell that that gave that entire team and the entire system a lot more stability. And, and in my opinion, that also shows that that that's his best position. Mm. What do you think about the idea that he could play? Because obviously Arsenal are looking at someone that, yes, we need a midfielder. We need to add quality to that position because Granit Xhaka, although just on a new contract, he's been out of fitness, he's been injured and, and he's, you know, divides opinion amongst the Arsenal fan base, as we know. Thomas Partey is obviously a fantastic player, but also faces fitness problems. And then you've got the likes of Mohamed Elneny, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, that are probably going to be looking to move on from the club in the next kind of six to 12 months or so. Sambi Lukonga is coming and done excellently. He's been brilliant for Arsenal. But the other position on the field is is at right back where Takira Tomiyasu has come in from Bologna, done exceptionally well. But the drop-off in quality from him to the players that would obviously come in for him if he were to, say, get injured is quite a drop-off to Cedric and to Callum Chambers. So if Arsenal are looking at this guy as someone that, yes, could provide a lot of quality to the midfield, great. But do you think he's got the capacity to provide that cover at right back should Arsenal need it? He could. You sound reluctant. <laughs> yeah, and I, do, like, I go on a lot of US shows as well, and usually to talk about Tyler and his playing for because Greg Behalder has tried him there as well, and mm. obviously Julian Nagelsmann has played them there successfully. I mean, I was at the Allianz Arena when Leipzig and Bayern drew zero uh, zero. It was, I think, and uh, Tyler Adams essentially took um, Fonzie Davies out of that game. Of course, mm. those know each other so well. I mean, they play each other a ton, right? Yeah. But um, I feel like that's a temporary fix. It is a, a place that you can put him in and say, do your job there, and he will do his job because he will just run, run his lungs out and do his job because mm. that's the 
kind of player he is and the kind of personality he is, but you're not going to get the best out of his play that way. And I think that's why I've always been reluctant. It's like, yeah, he can play a right back. I mean, he will do it. He's he's the most professional person I, I've ever met. But mm. if, if you tell him, the coach tells him, play a right back, take this guy out of the game, he will do it. You know, he he will follow that guy probably to the bathroom to take him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think that's his best position. I just don't see. I don't. I just don't. I just think you limit his abilities when you play him mm. there. What abilities do you think are limited by playing him there? Well, it's just the fact that his transition game is so very good, right? And um, you you hurting your midfield play if you take him out of that midfield. Right, yeah. The ability to to quickly go from an attack to defense, the ability to to have that stability in midfield, that's all gone if he plays right back. Um, and so I I think that's really where it is at for me. And you see it with with Leipzig's turnaround in in recent weeks. The moment Adams was back in that central midfield role, the moment you gave him a central role, that team yeah. turned around. It's a, it, it had a big turnaround. And so I think he is the kind of player that needs to needs to be given the room to put a stamp on the game. It's interesting you talk about the professional side and you say he's one of the most professional players that you've kind of come across. Mikel Arteta is kind of breeding this culture at Arsenal of really kind of rigid, follow the line. This is what I want from a player. I want full-time, full-press, full-tilt, full-time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moved on players like Matteo Genduzzi, who hasn't necessarily fallen into that category of someone that's going to be what he wants them to be. Do you think maybe that characteristic that you've alluded to there is one of the reasons why maybe Arsenal are being linked with him as a player and why there could be creditable in- uh, credible interest from Arsenal in him? I think there's probably a lot of clubs that would like to sign Tyler Adams. Um, mm. And... Yeah, I mean, professionalism is important. I think that that isn't there's a trademark that if you want to succeed in the sport, you have to have you have to be able and willing to 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 take a lot of sacrifices, right? Um, but also be intelligent. I think that is another thing that is very important in his role. I mean, we're talking about a guy um, who did I think it was a master's in in, in marketing while he was, while he signed for life wow. in a few years. So. Um, He's I bet a, he could sell himself pretty well then. Yeah, he's a clever guy. <laughs> I think it was, it was either marketing or it was sports, um, sports sciences. I'm not 100% sure. So, yeah, yeah don't fact, fact check me on this one. <laughs> it was a master's. Um, so, he's a, he's a smart kid. Um, and I do think that that is a rare trait, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, mm. that you have like that 100% commitment to professionalism. He's uh, in a stable relationship as well. So, you're not going to get a crazy party by signing him either, right? And <laughs> all those things, but all those things were really important when he made that transition to the Bundesliga. And it was noted that when he when he moved over, that he arrived and he right away fit in. And I think that's because you know, um, a of course he knew the Red Bull style of play that was important, but also he just you know he just fit in, and he did mm. he did everything in his power to fit in right away. It's a re- he's a really intriguing player and for me when we're talking about a player that's got that level of professionalism about him and obviously the ability and the versatility to his game too when you see the figures that are being thrown around um, right now and I mean Sport Build report that 
Arsenal were intrigued because of this for, reported €40 million Euro mm. buyout clause. Now, uh, speaking off air, you're, you've not heard anything around a buyout clause. I had to Google it. Yeah, uh, apparently Sportbird reported it. That, that report went right past me. Um, I am not aware of an exit clause. You know, that doesn't mean there isn't one. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'd be surprised if there's a €40 million Euro exit clause. Is that an undervalue of what he's worth? I think we, I mean, we work at Transfer Mark. We have him below that. Um, I think you mm. will have him at around 20 million euros at the moment. So um, we have him below that, but I, 40 million euros. Million pounds is what you've got him down at. So yeah, about yeah, 20, 23, 24 yeah, million so euros. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's so hard to put a value on a player like that, right? And I think that Leipzig, I think Leipzig have been very reluctant to put exit clauses on players because of what's happened in the past. Mm. At the same time, they're also a club that isn't always in a position where they can get ar around it, you know, in contract negotiations. So I, it wouldn't shock me if there was an exit clause. Um, I just wasn't aware of it. And the Sport Build report that, you know, um, you know, that's their report. I trust the sources, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, even, I'm not going to torpedo their report. Let's say it that way. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, if Arsenal were to say activate a £32 million clause, do you think that they'd be getting a very good deal for the player? Yeah. I mean, it's it's still above market value, but market value is essentially what the market deems as a player worth, right? Mm. And That's really interesting. I mean, while I've got you... Because obviously a lot of people use Transfermarkt to kind of get a gauge on the market value of players. How do you? How would you define the market value of a player? We define the market value. So first of all, um, things like exit clause, end of the contract, that kind of stuff plays no mm. role whatsoever in our okay. determination of a market value. Right? We always internally say, always pre pretend the players under a three-year contract. Okay. Right? So market values don't drop because you're all of a sudden a free agent. That's not how this works. It's what is a player worth on an open market. And then there's a ton of external factors. We actually um, started putting it underneath. Whenever we write, have a market value update, we rewrite a text, right? At the end yeah. product. And we have actually a little blurb underneath them now where we explain it. And it links to a page where it's completely explained. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> to give you... A, a breakdown is a bunch of things play into it. Um, the league that you play in, the your age is very important because I get this all the time. It's like, oh, why is the 34 year old dropping in market value? Like, <laughs> yeah. He might have had just the best season of his life, but um, no one is going to pay big money or record fees for a 34 year old because two years later his career might be over, right? Yeah. And, um, so it's not necessarily a reflection of how good a player's season has been. Uh, it's more of a reflection of it's a it's a hundred percent a reflection of what a player mm -hmm. will cost on the open market, right? And um, so we have Tyler, for example. Um, it's based on where he plays. He plays in the Bundesliga. Um, they the market there is is weaker. Like the players might be the same strength than they in the Premier League, for example, mm. but Bundesliga teams, by and large, spend less than Premier League teams do. Of so you know, it's the market that you're based in. And you have his age. Uh, he's still in his prime age. So he is, there's a player whose market value is trending up, right, mm. based on what he's doing. Um, 
and then the factors contract, and then of course the performances over the last few years as well, right? And that yeah. all goes in. And it is it's not just one person deciding this randomly. I mean, there's there's uh, many 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 people involved that have input into this, and um, sometimes these market values are also a compromise, right? <laughs> because some people want to go higher, some people want to go lower, and um, yeah, it is not a hundred. Yeah, you find the end result, haven't you? So yeah. yeah, we get. I mean, our results are pretty close. I think we're ninety-three percent accurate. Oh really? Is, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Which is wow, actually amazing. Yeah, you know, for, Ooh, pretty it, good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. 0.93 is really good. I mean, that's almost a hundred percent. Where we often get it wrong, of course, is because players move on free transfers or um, you know, or people overpay, buyout clauses, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Exactly. In this case, if like someone triggers this clause, it's forty million euros. Then obviously we are wrong. But you know that's because someone was willing to pay mm. more, right? And um, or sometimes we get it wrong because the buyout clause is way less. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, sometimes you look at players. I think like Thomas Partey for me was yeah. market value must have been. I can't even remember what it was back then, but yeah, to forty-five million pounds seemed low for the the player that he was, kind of sort of thing. Andre Silva is a great example. We went to Leipzig, right? Who was also linked to Arsenal. Um, mm. We spoke about him um, last last summer, and his buyout clause was way lower than his market value. Yeah, um, that's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just how it works. But yeah, that's that's essentially mm. it in a nutshell. There you go. Um, thank you, Manuel, for your uh, input on Tyler Adams and, of course, a little bit of expertise on, on how TransferMart uh, carries out their valuation of players on uh, on the website. Thank you ever so much. Tell people where they can find you, mate. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at, at my name, at Manuel Beth. Um, and well, I've now realized I've been pronouncing completely wrong and you've yeah, corrected actually, me, which is great. <laughs> it's actually Manuel Fiat, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I learned. I, I appreciate being told that I'm wrong. I can learn that way. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and uh, obviously uh, TransferMarkt, um, all the English content, whether it's .co.uk, .us, .com. Um, a lot of that is written by me. Lovely stuff. Uh, and of course, with any further links to, to players that Manuel is a big fan of, we will endeavour to steal him away for a few minutes to, to have a few words on them. But thank you again, Manuel. I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your time. We will see you guys on the next one. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Please do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed and leave a comment down below as to your thoughts on Tyler Adams and whether or not you think the club should be moving for him. See you again very, very soon and keep following us down the Arsenal way.